This is a HeadGum Podcast. Today's show is sponsored by Miracle Made. And oh my God, you guys, you know that I love a luxurious set of sheets. And I now have such a set of sheets because of a Miracle Made. They are bedding that has been inspired by NASA. They've got silver-infused fabrics that actually make temperature regulating a thing. Uh, so you're not, like, getting too hot or too cold or whatever. You know, the whole thing that happens with your body's temperature losing its mind. Miracle Made helps with that. One of the little things that my husband particularly loves about Miracle Made is that it, like, doesn't have as much bacteria as regular sheets because of it's infused with this silver that prevents up to 99.7% of bacterial growth. So it leaves the sheets cleaner for longer. And then the thing for my husband is that it doesn't give him acne, which is like an issue for some people. But more than all of that, it's just luxuriously comfortable and delightful. And it has that cooling feeling while also being cozy. Very hard to achieve those two things at the same time. I mean, miracle made. Come on, well done. So here's what I think you should do. I think you should go to trymiracle.com slash fake the nation and buy some sheets today. And if you order today, you can save 40% off. Use the promo code fake the nation at the checkout and you'll get three free towels and save an extra 20%. So there's just a lot of savings here, folks. Order today. You'll get 40% off. Use the promo code FakeTheNation. Go to TryMiracle.com slash FakeTheNation. And Miracle's so confident in their product, it's backed with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you're not 100% satisfied, which I don't see happening, um, you'll get a full refund. Upgrade your sleep with Miracle Made. Go to TryMiracle.com slash FakeTheNation and use the code FakeTheNation to claim your free three-piece towel set and save over 40% off. Again, that's TryMiracle.com slash FakeTheNation to treat yourself. Thank you, Miracle Made, for sponsoring this episode. Fake the Nation, episode 260. Hello, hello. This is Fake the Nation, where we talk about news, we talk about politics, and where we hope that you're having a fantastic weekend celebrating the U.S. of A. Uh, the way it demands to be celebrated with barbecues and fireworks and flip-flops and just sitting aroundedness. Yeah, I hope you're doing a lot of that, sitting around. Um, so this week, we have a very specific episode. First up, I talked to Mo Rocca and Cody Linguist about how tricky it is to end a conversation. Next, I'll talk to Paula Poundstone and Judy Gold about what it would take for them to move to a random town. We also discuss how girls' yearbook photos in Florida were photoshopped to block out their cleavage, which is wild. Also, terrible photoshopping. Like, it's like the worst photoshopping. Uh, next topic, we're now going to talk about starting and stopping conversations. And to join me on this hopefully beautifully started and insightfully ended conversation, I am joined by uh, Cody Linquist. You can see her on uh, Showtime's My Cartoon President. Hey, Cody. Hello. And Mo Rocca, host of the podcast Mobituaries. And you can hear him on Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. Hey, Mo. Hi, Nagin. So, um, Adam Mastroianni... Uh, probably butchering that name, is a fifth-year PhD student in psychology at Harvard. He was getting ready to go to a party, and he was slightly annoyed because he thought inevitably um, at this party he's going to get stuck in a conversation with someone that he didn't want to be stuck in a conversation for and wishing for the conversation to end. And that's when he realized, 
holy shit, everybody fears this moment. He's not, he can't be the only one. So he put together a study and found that most people want to end the conversation and that you are not alone. And in fact, he found that basically, this is crazy, this number is ridiculous. 98% of all conversations end with at least one person dissatisfied with the length. Um, so I guess my question to you is, uh, has this been an annoyance in your life? Were you surprised um, by the findings of this piece? This makes my heart just like start to race because I am the person that talks too much. <laughs> There's constantly a narration in my head where it's like, okay, Cody, let him go. Let him go. <laughs> <laughs> just, just let him go. And I'm like, oh, you know, and if I have a couple drinks, it's uh, a real, just oh, like, yeah. it's like a blaring go, let him go, let him go, let him go. And I have to just be like, uh, there's food over here, uh, there. And it's just, you know, it's something I work at. But now that we're like dipping our toe into being social again, it's like starting from the all beginning. All of your right, all of your training has gone into the, ba- is in the basket. Co- it is a, it is like training at a gym me trying not to talk too much in a conversation as i'm doing now <laughs> so you, Mo, are, what are you, you think? afraid are you afraid that you're the guy that like is in a conversation and someone is like please shut the fuck up i wish she would shut the fuck up <laughs> do are you worried that the person is you oh for sure oh 100 yeah, 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 okay. yeah, yeah. and they do they do i definitely talk too much so it's just it's like a it's a battle i've been you know, battling my whole life. Um, and I've trained myself mostly pretty well to keep it in check. But again, now that I'm being social again and I've been out for a year, also, all I want to do is talk to people. I want to talk yeah, to people. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. I'm like, what are you too. doing? Yeah, it's amazing. There's yes. someone else besides my children and my husband. Let's talk. And they're like, oh my gosh, I need to leave. Thank you Mo, for inviting what me over. Is your, what is your relationship with this situation? Oh, I'm trying to, um, you know, on the phone, even though it's so obnoxious, it's easy to end the conversation with the with you know just deploying the okay, I'm gonna let you go now, right? <laughs> which is which is so obnoxious, but it pretty much works every time. I'm trying to think in in person, um, in person. Oh boy, I wish I had a better answer for this. Um, like, do you, are you looking for ways in person to end, like, do you, are you the one that feels like you wish conversations would end sooner and then you're looking for a way out at a party? I think that I probably am. I think that I probably I'm going to have to invite Mo over to my house and I'll have to let you know how it goes. Can you guys do a training session with each other where you where Mo learns how to end it like in a graceful way and Cody learns how to pick up the signals? You know what I mean? That's what I'm talking. That's what we need in America is that is that because here's so I it's interesting because. The, what the what the study also found out, and this is also in the I, this is exactly the kind of thing that'll be on a wait wait don't tell me episode. <laughs> I, I wouldn't be surprised if this shows up this week in wait wait don't tell me, because it's like the kind of study that's like obviously you know what I mean. Obviously, people want the conversation to end. Of course, everybody doesn't you know because every conversation is either someone was having a good time and it ended early for them or someone is not having a good time. I mean, how, again, in 2% of cases, did the conversation, do people think conversations end at the right time? 
And it's magic if a conversation ends at a right time. It's magic because someone walks in with a tray of hors d'oeuvres and and Jake walks into the apartment and is like, hey, and you're like, oh, I got to go say hi to Jake. You know what I mean? That's just like, it's like magic if that happens in those 2%. But I think that Cody is a party saver because (laughs) I... I would have thought that most the anxiety that most people have is that they don't have enough to say. Ah. And so that a big talker actually sets people at ease. Right. You know, one of my big uh, frustrations in life is loud restaurants. Yeah. And um, and, you know, I believe that a lot of restaurants, I believe, based on just my own hunch, <laughs> that a lot of restaurants crank up the music really high because it fills the void for a lot of people, right. say on mm. first dates, who are sitting at tables and don't, and and there's a real void in the conversation. And at least like loud music sort of fills that space and makes you think like, oh, we're having a great time. So I don't know. I don't think the crisis with America's social gatherings is too <laughs> Thank I you, think- Mo. You're invited well, over. You know, I, I just, I, I like, okay, this is going to be a surprise to exactly no one listening to this show, but I also want to launch a defense of the talker because I remember this one time years ago when one of my really good friends, Anulay, the two of us were at a, um, she'd come to visit me in New York, whatever. We had all these things planned. And I guess we went out one night and like went a little too hard. You know what I mean? So then the next day I felt fine, but my voice was gone. And uh, and then that night we had to go to another party and all this shit. Right. So we go out and um, and I was like and, and Anila is like, oh, my God, I have to do the conversation. I have to, like, be the conversation leader. And that's usually what you do. And I I felt seen in that moment because I was like, you know what? I do a lot of conversation leading. I do feel the void. I do find things to say when a bunch of completely unrelated people have nothing to say to each other. That's me. You know what I mean? And when I had laryngitis, it was so obviously clear that, you know, I wasn't there to do that job. And so she was sort of like trying to do it. It's an art. It's It's an art. It is. You're an artist, Nagin. And I will say this. But like you as a talker, there are good talkers and bad talkers. There's the talkers that have the circular conversation that you're constantly trying to get out of. And you don't know how because they're not asking you any questions. Right. Or they're not introducing new information. They're telling you the same story over and over in a different way. And that's frustrating. But the person that's able to, you know, move people from different different. Uh, parts they, of the yeah. conversation and say yeah. oh you know this person through this way or you know th- yeah. they like dogs you like you have a dog you know that is a very very uh, difficult skill and um, I'm sure you're great at it I mean I'm not I'm not trying to sit here and brag about my life okay <laughs> but uh, I'm I think I'm decent at it I'm I think I, I'm I decent too. at it's, it it's, and I you think, know it's been a lot of work but I, I'm you, good at it yeah and I but I also think you know if you're ever in a situation where you feel like someone's looking over your shoulder for the better person to talk about. Mm-hmm. That's for two reasons. One, you might be at a networking event and they literally have a goal. In which case, I respect that. You have a goal. You have to meet fucking Elon Musk or whatever. And he's like about to come into the brain. You're just like waiting for that moment because then that's it. You just have to have that one conversation and then you can leave. And that's your whole point at this party. Two, it could be happening because... 
you're going on and on in a circular conversation. So I think the best thing for people is to like ask a question. If you can read the cues that someone is bored, you ask them a question. Now, the other thing is if you're bored, like this is Mo's dilemma, like when you're on the phone, I'll let you go. With the implication being like, I've, I've been talking so much. I'll let you go, um, which is like. It also sounds like you're taking someone off life support. But anyway, <laughs> I'm now going to kill you. I'm going to murder you now. The other day I was having a conversation with my brother. Um, we were having a political conversation and we agree. But he had some drinks. And when my brother has some drinks, it's the same. It can be a little circular. <laughs> right. So I just and everyone at the table was like, oh, please let this end. So I just said, who wants to see some pictures of my kids? And that's how I ended the conversation. <laughs> right. And he like wanted to go back to the conversation. To... And I said, nope, this conversation's over. Everybody's bored. We're all moving on. <laughs> and I'm literally just going to show you pictures of my children. It worked. Yeah. Eventually. I mean, that's, you know, <laughs> but the other I think other elegant ways at a party to just, you know, one a nice, elegant way, I feel like, is being like, you know what? I got to go take a piss. You know, it's just like a nice, elegant yeah. way of getting out of I always use the food. I'm always like, I oh, my gosh, food, I'm going to go grab a snack. And I, drinks, I do love the snacks. So pee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you got to you get there's a lot of great ways of getting out of conversation. Also, when Jake comes in, you've been, oh, there's Jake. You know what I mean? I've been meaning <laughs> I got to go. I got to go fucking talk to that guy. And uh, let that's me introduce a great way to you get to out. Jake. So you guys hey. can talk. Have you met Jake? Yeah. Everybody loves um, Jake. <laughs> and, no, and, you, and, and, and you do a turnout, the body, you turn out, right? You turn up stage yeah. sort of to let mm -hmm. Jake in. Right, 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 move, right. And then you, you recede after a few moments. Oh, my God. Absolutely. You first create a circle and then you turn it into a line. Yes. These are really good skills for all of us. This is a very hard time. We've all been away. We haven't been working on our social skills and we need to brush up. We need to brush up. Now, here's the la my last question to you guys on this topic is um, the study found that, quote, you have much more fun talking to a stranger. Do you guys feel like you have more fun talking to a stranger than people you already know? Why, it depends. I mean, strangers, yeah, strangers can be really fun. I mean, and, and uh, um, oh, but boy, it depends. I mean, I like exciting strangers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this is, okay, a stranger, like... You know, grandma, someone's aunt from at the wedding. I hate. I always get sit next to like random second cousin. I'm always yeah. at the tear the the table yes. that's just like a bunch of randos, and they're like, yeah. Cody will know how to get all these randos together. Yes. And my yes. friends are all at a table together. But no, no, no. I'm working at the wedding to talk to all these randos. <laughs> no, I do not enjoy that. But uh. you know, it, it like an interesting, attractive, funny stranger. Yeah, sign me up. Don't tell my husband, but sign me up. <laughs> it's never that. Mo, when they like, put you at yeah. the wedding table with the randos, it's random well, people. Mo, you have to talk to a lot of strangers to do your work. I mean, do you feel like is is the, is it just a it's just a thrill a minute or what? Well, you know, 
most of the people I'm talking to for my job, I've done a ton of research on before. Oh, so it almost is sort of right. I, 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 I've never thought of it in these terms of maybe almost like being the host of a two person party or something, a, a good host, knowing something about the guest before the guest shows right, up. Right. Um, but I, I have to pull off something and I'm wondering if it's useful for parties at all where I know a lot, but I need the conversation to seem fresh and spontaneous. And for that person, I don't want that person to say, you know, I don't want Susan Lucci to say to me, well, I know you know everything. About, you, I know you already know how many times Erica Kane died and got married. And right, right, the same right, person. right. I'm right, a huge so, soap opera fan, so I do know everything about Susan Lucci. I, right. And she's fantastic. But 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 if I'm doing if I end up doing Man on the Street, it can be exhilarating. Right. Where I'm just interviewing random people. That can be a lot of fun. Yeah. I mean, it's also interesting. I mean, yes, I've been in conversations with strangers where the conversation is a total dud because they just offer you nothing. You know what I mean? It's like you're a just wall. You're it's like, yeah, you're talking. A wall. Exactly. So like we've all been in those conversations. Those suck. However, there's it. That's like actually like a. a not a really common thing. I mean, most people can do something, right? And and I found that the, I I do find a thrill in talking to this because you're like, what am I going to find out? Like, it could be anything. Like, I right. remember, you know, going on a, a, a date, a, you know, an online date with a total stranger, right? And I show up, I had like zero interest in boning this dude. You know what I mean? Like you can tell in the first two minutes, like I had zero interest yes. in boning this dude. But I was just like, okay, here we go. Barrage of questions. Let me see if I can find something interesting. And I did. He was raising a cult. I mean, come on. And, uh, you know, and it's funny because like in the first 10 minutes, he wouldn't have known because he, he, he presented as so. <laughs> Who says in the first 10 minutes? And I was raised and I in was a raised cult. In a cult. Like you have to like. I really got in hard with the questions. So it made him like kind of after, you know, minute 11, he was like, well, I mean, the thing is I was raging. You know, some people, I get, it's it's hard to say this out loud. It was a cult. It was a cult. You know what I mean? I was like, oh, jackpot. Let's do this hour of date. But you and then know, I will he never left see you date. again. He left the date being like, that went great. We're going to get married. Mm, I did get a I did get a second date offer. So correct, Cody. See? Because if you're a talker, they're like, wow, this the chemistry. And you're like, no, no, no. I'm just really good at asking questions. And also you're interesting. I yeah, do this yeah, a lot yeah. now with parent friends. When you have children, as you're, as yeah. you know, um, you know, you have to like meet a lot of people at playgrounds or at school now. So I have to, I have to, there's a lot of like new conversations happening all the time, new relationships being right. built, new friendships, new foundations. Um, so, you know, it's, it's, it never goes away. You're always meeting new people is the point. Folks, tell me, are <laughs> you magically the kind of people that feel like your conversations end at exactly the right moment? Or, like, are you up among the 98% of the study who feel like conversations are dissatisfying in their length one way or the other? By the way, among that 98%, they don't – it's not that they all think conversations go on too long. Right? Yes, it's a mix. It's a mix. Yeah. Some of them actually think they they ended too quickly, you know. But I think that you should – you know, it's a leave them wanting more, like the ruling comedy, you know, edit it down. And then they'll come back for your next movie. Um, Folks, uh, thank you for that. 
I think you guys are really fantastic. And what I would really love is for the people of Faith the Nation to know exactly where they can find you and follow all of the amazing things that you do. Cody, where do they do that? I mean, you can find me on Twitter, uh, Cody Lindquist on Twitter, um, Cody Lindquist on Instagram, Showtime's our cartoon president. Mo, where do they find you? You can find me um, on my super boring Twitter feed because I just I gave up a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> and you can subscribe to his podcast, Mobituaries, and uh, and all of that stuff. Now let's take a break to hear from our wonderful sponsors. Then we'll be right back. Today's show is sponsored by Pros. This is kind of I feel like you know I'm on some sort of Lord of the Rings journey trying to figure out skincare. And I feel like this customized skincare line is really got my name on it. Basically, every bottle of Pro's custom hair care and skincare, I tried the skincare just recently, is made to order and it's personalized. It's got a unique blend of naturally powerful and proven effective ingredients to meet your needs, like specifically you. And then the way they do it is you take this great, like in-depth quiz, basically. They analyze over 80 factors for a complete view of your life, your beauty goals, Um, Like I have oily skin that's also dry, which is just a fun little conundrum. I live in New York City. Like we've got these four seasons. My my face gets weird during seasonal shifts. Um, I all of these things I got to kind of talk about in like in answering the questions. Um, The other fun thing was they asked us at the end, like, do you like a creamy type of moisturizer or like a less creamy kind? And I was kind of like, I think like less creamy. And they were like, that's fine. Like you can do that. But we think for your skin type, creamier is better. And I never knew that. So I love that there's so much kind of personal information that goes into creating this. I got my stuff in the mail very quickly after I got a wonderful serum. Like I said, this very creamy moisturizer. Um, And this also very just delectably creamy cleanser that just kind of feel like I, I think it's possible that I've been washing my face with just like harsh, harshness for like many years because when I saw this cleanser I was like oh is this what it's supposed to feel like it's supposed to feel like a little bit of a delight on my face that's not what I've been doing so I don't know guys and here's the thing you don't have to take my word for it in a third-party double-blind dermatologist supervised controlled clinical study um, which is like the gold standard for research studies Pros prove that personalization works better than off-the-shelf alternatives, which just sort of totally makes sense on a just logical level if you think about it. Just it makes common sense. Pros is so confident that you'll love your results that they're offering my listeners an exclusive trial offer so you can see the difference custom care can make. 50% of your first subscription order at pros.com slash Fake the nation um, will be taken off. That's pros.com slash fake the nation. You get your free consultation and 50% off your one of a kind formulas. Uh, again, that's pros.com slash fake the nation. Go and get your just super personalized, luxurious skincare products and hair care products. That's what I'm going to try next. So pros.com slash fake the nation. 
I am the type of person that has subscribed to things and I have forgotten about those things. I have paid twice for a children's educational app and I didn't know that I was paying twice for several months. Until that is, I discovered Rocket Money and because I use Rocket Money, it just showed up all these things. The thing that I was paying twice for that made me incredibly angry. Thank God Rocket Money ended that for me. It also cancels the subscription for you. So you don't have to like go through the hassle of going to that site and figuring out how to cancel. They actually make canceling very difficult. I don't know if any of you have had the experience, but I have been on a like a roundabout eight exit nightmare trying to unsubscribe to something before. Rocket money eliminates that hassle. It also alerts you to an increase in subscription price. And this is something Rocket Money did for me. It negotiates a lower price for something you already subscribe to. So like for my cable bill, it got me a lower price. And I was very happy about that. Nearly 75% of people have subscriptions that they've forgotten about, which makes me feel better because I'm one of them. But it makes me feel terrible because what are we doing? Losing that money. Uh, I don't want to waste that money. And I know you don't want to waste that money. If you struggle with these kinds of purchases, if you struggle with finances in general, Rocket Money will help you with the budgeting, help you track your expenses, help you, like I said, cancel those unwanted subscription. It's a personal finance app that finds and cancels unwanted subscriptions. It monitors your spending. It helps you lower your bills so you can get back to saving. I mean, me and my husband have been on the warpath and Rocket Money has been a really big part of that. It has over 5 million users with over $500 million in canceled subscriptions. The average member has saved up to $740 a year using the app's features, which is, I mean, that tracks for me. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions. Go to rocketmoney.com slash fake the nation. Again, that's rocketmoney.com slash fake the nation. Save the money at rocketmoney.com slash fake the nation. And we're back. Uh, So now we're going to uh, get into the cultural grab bag of topics and to join me in talking about them, we have comedian and host of the podcast, No One Listens to Paula Poundstone. It's Paula Poundstone. Hey, Paula. Hey, Hey, Nikita. Thanks for having me. Uh, And we are also joined by host of the podcast, Kill Me Now with Judy Gold. It's Judy Gold. Hey, Judy. Hi, Nagin. Hi, Paula. I love you. Thank you so much. It's so nice to see you. You look fantastic. You too. You too. You have beautiful (laughs) lipstick on. Thank you. I'm using this shade now. I'm using this lipstick shade now. Um, (laughs) You know, I have, uh, I I I got two new kittens and I do this thing where I put them in my bathroom because um, I well I have eight cats and then two new kittens. <laughs> and so, so when I bring new cats into the fold, I put them in right. the bathroom for a while with a litter box sure, and some sure. food right. to let them yeah. adjust before I throw yeah, them out yeah, into yeah. the gen pot. Yeah, a waiting room. And so, uh, but as they get bigger and more adventurous and less scared, then they get, you know, they knock stuff over and it's time to get them out of there. But I stupidly left a drawer open the other day, uh, and it had a, and and I it had all my makeup in it, and uh, so they knocked you know they went they went into, oh yeah and they, they knocked yeah. all my makeup out and uh, so and, then, uh, and they looked gorgeous. You're not left with lipstick. So I went in there and I picked up the lipstick tube off the floor and put it back in the drawer. That's my point. <laughs> the point is, you are the Nadia. 
You're the Nadia Suleiman of cats. Okay. <laughs> Who's Nadia Suleiman? The Octomom. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That. Wow, that yeah. is a reference. I do not know. I actually now realize I never knew her name. I only know yeah, her name yeah. Octomom. So there we go. We I all thought, learned something. I thought that was her real name, and I and I always thought that was a strange mm. name to give a kid. <laughs> Octomom Suleiman. Uh, all right, let's get into uh, our first little uh, piece from the grab bag. Cities are trying to get more remote workers to move there. There are programs and grants like the Northwest Arkansas Council launched a program offering select remote workers $10,000 and a free bicycle if they moved there within six months. And the idea is basically that they'll spend their money locally, but they won't take jobs from locals. Um, and a bunch of other places are doing similar things. What do you think of these kinds of initiatives to get people to move to various places? I think that's really clever, actually. It didn't it didn't occur to me that part of the perk for the state was that they weren't taking jobs from other people um, yeah, because they were working remotely in like New York City or something. Jeez, I might do that. You know, if I could combine. OK, if I could combine that, like I get my 10 grand from Arkansas, I get my bike and then like say I refuse my vaccine and I wait until the stakes go up on that. <laughs> <laughs> I could, you know, yeah, yeah, I'll do that. Um, I'm, I have I have very mixed feelings. Like I was trying to think about it from every which way. First okay. of all, if you have no legs, what are you gonna do with the bicycle? You gotta get some other, you know what I mean? Yeah, um, yeah. skateboard. For sure. Uh, but it's so weird because they apply. So they're essentially picking who they want in their community. Right, the ideal um, citizen of Northwest Arkansas. Right. But what do you mean and they apply? It, yeah, these are, they, the, they, they have, it's an application they process. They have to apply. It's like you're getting a grant, oh. right? You're getting a grant. You have to live oh. there, I think, for one or two years, one year. Yeah. And then you get the $10,000. That's with the Northwest Arkansas one. It, it's so, it to me, that part of it, it, it's like, oh, what are you trying? It's like Shaker Heights. You know, you're, are you trying to make this perfect community and you're picking who lives there? Okay, wait. I don't know. That part of it is weird. Back up and tell me what Shaker Heights is. Shaker Heights is, is a community in Chicago um little fires everywhere it takes part part uh there and it was supposed to be like a utopia the way it was um yeah was it you know, like created cleveland as or this whatever yeah it's right by cleveland i'm sorry chicago i meant cleveland but they have c's oh, okay. <laughs> uh, and so it was supposed to be this sort of utopia um and i mean it's different now it's more diverse and stuff but it's just, I don't know, that part of it, that part of it, like, that you, it's like you can come into our country club. You know, it's just that part is weird. And then what about the people that already live there? It's like, it makes me feel like, you know, I subscribe to, like, the New York Times. And then I see these, okay, and I pay a lot of money. I've been a subscriber for, what, 30, over 30 years. And then I see, like, okay, free six months. And I'm like, what? Oh, I've yeah. been doing this forever, <laughs> yeah, you know? Yeah. Right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah, there's, like, a yeah, I feel that way when I see cable deals. Um, yeah. I, uh, because, yes, folks, I'm one of those people that still pays for cable. Come at me. Uh, Same. So, okay, 
I right, and I think that's that is something that a lot of people said um, is like you know we've we've been living here in Northwest Arkansas for a long time. Like uh, a ten thousand dollars could do a lot for me and my family. Like why is it going into this random stranger who you've somehow deemed to be a worthy resident? Why am I not a worthy resident? Why is my you know thing not a worthy resident? Although I have to say that those kinds of arguments are very like zero sum. I think those residents deserve a safety net and they can come up with ways to attract more people to their town, right? Like both of those things can be true. It's kind of, I've always found the argument of like, um, you know, it has to be one or like this one program is specifically taking away from programs of people in need in the region. Like that's not how it it is working. And in fact, I think it's a a foundation that's putting up up the money. Um, Right. So that's not, you know, so I've always like bristled at those kinds of arguments, but I but I also see the point of just like why don't we bolster the actual community? I mean, I see that point. Okay, also, I have an idea. Okay, Paul. What if? What if? Okay, so <laughs> somebody takes the ten grand, they get the bike, right? And yeah. you know, the bike should ID them, but say they're not. Say they're not riding the bike. They have to <laughs> say they have to wear like a I'm the new person. <laughs> In town, t-shirt. Yeah, t-shirt, sure. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So of now course. everybody knows. Or, or like a nice vest. Yeah. yeah. Or the bike is a certain color. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. there's no, one. There's, there's one. one of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So just, now just when they go to into a business, the business yeah. can jack the price up on just that one person. Oh, and in this yeah, way, in this way, they recoup that 10 grand right. more quickly. Right. I don't, does that you seem unfair in any way? That's really good. Yeah. That's really good. <laughs> yeah, and just that's also, why I'm getting a, a tattoo that says I'm I was vaccinated. Yeah, that's a good idea. <laughs> um, there is. Yeah, let's just create like uh, a ways in which those people who are trying to move to Northwest Arkansas feel worse about their choices. Um, right. Yeah. <laughs> well, the other the interesting thing is like you know they interviewed someone in in one of these pieces we read. Um, who was just like, yeah, I won the grant and I'm really excited. And there's a there's an element of like where they bring all the grantees together. So you're sort of like not alone. And then there's an element where they try and introduce you to locals and the locals will tell me where to go, right. eat, which restaurants to go to, which churches to go to. And the whole thing sounded uh, kind of shit. right. It, it, it had a vibe of like student abroad. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah, that's delightful. Right. Like there is there's just there is like just a, a goal unto itself of enriching yourself in another place without it. It doesn't have, you know what I mean? That could just be its its own lovely thing. I mean, in fact, by the way, Hawaii is doing something like that. It's not. Yes, I know. Who who has to get people to come live in Hawaii? I I know. I mean, I know it's it's apparently they need incentives, Uh, but there is some incentives. And then they're not even asking for people to go there long term, but for 30 days at least um, because Hawaii lost so many tourism dollars during the pandemic. So they're just trying to rebuild. I, I think I think that they should give people money. Like I would, I would take ten thousand dollars to get rid of some of my neighbors. I would do that. <laughs> right. Oh, that's Pay a good me idea. And I'll kick the assholes out of here. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. Is that how it works? You get paid so that other yeah. people, so that you. Uh, and tell then I'll other say, here, like, here's three thousand bucks. Get the fuck out of here. You're so annoying. You know. <laughs> yeah. Well, and then Savannah. Here's what Savannah's doing. Um, the Savannah Economic Development Authority. 
announced that they would be giving $2,000 to selected tech workers who committed to living in the city um, because they're trying, Savannah's trying to build a tech sector. They're trying to like rival Silicon Valley and New York and all these other places that have like thriving tech sectors by being like, oh, but put your headquarters here. You know, we're going to have workers. Uh, we've been attracting workers with these $2,000 grants uh, to come live here. So it's just also another way, you know, in the original one, it was like, oh, let's have people that are ro working remotely who don't steal jobs from locals. In this situation, it's like, let's create a whole new other class of local industry. Yeah, yeah. Of industry. Okay. Uh, well, so, that's so kind of weird. Yeah, one of the things ahead. that was going on in Savannah is that a lot of just personal computer users um, were not able to, to, they were having tech problems in their homes and they when they would call a service to help them they couldn't uh -huh. walk them through it over the phone and so they really needed <laughs> so they really needed people that could come to their house mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. say well it's not plugged in it's so interesting <laughs> it's very no, and that it, was just a problem in there and the, and that so, was the problem yeah. a specific to savannah was that was the problem yeah that was but it's like it's hawaii and savannah like to, people go visit like who those are you well, know okay. places where Did, people would you, you know, be would you be compelled to go what it would take you judy to move somewhere what would it take you like what kind of? I, got, I need more than a bicycle. Okay. I need more than a bicycle. <laughs> Paulo, is there like I a, need a? Were you moved at all by any of these offers to uh, to uproot your life? I would like to have bearers. Um, what? Like bearers, uh, like Fra ben, ben Franklin had to take him up the steps of you know the constitutional. <laughs> yeah. uh, just bearers, and I don't think that's too uh -huh. much to ask. A, a lot of Arkansas people are strong. And you know what? You know what was one of the worst moments of my entire life? Many years ago, I hurt my back. <laughs> Long story short, I uh, couldn't, couldn't move very much. And uh, so I, we called an ambulance, didn't really know what else to do. And they came and they, you know, put me on their goofy they litter. They bared you? They bared me. But here was the worst. This was the worst thing, maybe one of the worst things that ever happened to me. When they lifted me, they grunted. They were like, <laughs> and I think, oh, come on. Oh, come on. Are you going to tell me? I mean, I was about, you know, I was probably 20 pounds heavier than I am now. But nonetheless, I, are you going to tell me I'm the heaviest thing you've ever lifted? Like, oh, it was awful. It was just so embarrassing. It's painful. Yeah. Yeah. I said, put me down. I'm not going. That's what I said. <laughs> Bearers. Okay, so that'll get Paul Pounds on a move. Folks, let me know what if you have looked into any of these programs or what you think of them. I'm so curious. I didn't even know they were happening. I, oh, actually, I did know they were happening because one of our uh, regulars, Andrew Heaton, has just moved to Oklahoma City. No, sorry, to Tulsa, Oklahoma. Tulsa, Oklahoma. Oh, yeah. Because they have a program and he's going to be living there for a year, doing all of his writing and podcasting and uh, and all the stuff that he does from Tulsa. He's very excited. And I know someone That's who lives exciting. in Tulsa and hooked him up and he may and he may even have a new friend. So let me know, folks, wow. uh, what you think uh, about these, these programs. And then the second little piece from the cultural grab bag is um is a really weird story it comes out of florida oh. um where a oh, weird story from florida i know i That's know so okay. Go what on. is happening 
Um, it's a story where 80 female students' yearbook photos were digitally altered to make their clothes cover more of their bodies. Mostly the edits, uh, you know, covered their chests more. So they were cleavage and shoulder um, coverage uh, corrections. Um, I guess just off the bat, um, Judy, what do you think? <laughs> <laughs> what are they, Orthodox Jews? I don't understand this. It's like a Hasidic. First of all, I looked at these photos. It's like there's no cleavage. I don't. What is going on with this attack on women? I just like, oh, my I know. God. The, the original photos were so fine. Tame. They were there so tame. And, and, and the other what? thing is that made, I was just like, here's the deal, guys. Women have titties. Have tits. They just Women do. have tits. I it's can't just, believe they you talked guys about talk this way. Yeah. <laughs> it's also like they said that the guys who were on the swim team and their speedos, that's fine. And why do we have to objectify women? Why is it that we are only sexual objects? It's like, you know, this whole Me Too. I, I, there was a comic that went on stage and, and he opened his bit with, um, you know, I was in the elevator the other day and this woman walked in. And she said, good morning. And I was like, oh, I'm not going to fall for that. Like, and the audience laughs. And I'm thinking, you don't even know how to speak to a woman without objectifying her. You know, you this is a huge fucking problem. And the fact that the, that, that it was a woman who altered these photos is even more disgusting. And then they attacked another girl because she had a, a sweatshirt zipped up to her uh, neck. But underneath, she only had a jog. Bra- like, what this is what you're focusing on? Yeah, really. Like, yeah, it's, it's crazy. Beyond. Paula. Yeah. What do you, you think? can go? You can. This is, you know, these are opportunities for women. And I think you're missing that point. So the woman, <laughs> right. the woman who went through the photos and altered them or had them altered. See, that that was a job. She had a job. And that's so important. Right. So Economic opportunity. Go, is that what we're missing? <laughs> yeah. You can go into STEM. Or you can go into (laughs) photo breast modification. And, you know, um, know, I was just I was raised in a different time and a different place. You know, I I grew up in a a small town in Massachusetts. And uh, in my high school photo, um, uh, someone went through and enlarged our breasts. We were just, you know, it was all the turtlenecks and, 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 and sweaters uh, just wasn't, we were not uh, appealing enough, sex, sexually appealing enough. But I mean, um, the part of the problem was, too, that this woman was so bad at Photoshop. Like, it just looked I like, know. it would just be like so a black bad. bar over boobs. Like, it wasn't yeah, even oh done gosh. artfully. It's not like it looked very much like the actual clothing would have looked. Right. So uh, that's the other issue is if you're going to do something like this, which is ridiculous. I mean, look, I get you don't want, you know, people running around with their genitals hanging out. Like, I get that. Um, But (laughs) I also think, like, you have to really think to yourself, why is it only a girl's problem? Like, how is it that we've we've determined that none of the male body is sexual, um, but but the female body is? Like, you really have to ask yourself those questions. But that's not true. But Nagin, like you watch a movie, there's tits galore. You never see the uh, 
the banana and grapes ever. Right, right, It's always covered up. True. So the other thing is we have to have, you know, and I know the Republicans love these issues because the culture war. Sure. We as a nation, and maybe this is, uh, maybe this is a place where we could come together with some bipartisanship. We as a nation, (laughs) we have to decide how far, like, okay, if you start at a woman's collarbone, okay, you start at the collarbone, and then you go, okay, where, okay, I'm going to go down an inch, is that okay? Another inch? Does does life stop just above the nipple? That's my question. (laughs) What? Why the nipple and not the whole Why breast? Are we, yeah, I, thank you, Paula. What? Why are we yeah. not talking about this in the U.S. Senate? Like, why is Mitch McConnell talking about right. anything well, else? Matt Gates was talking about it. But it's like the same thing with breastfeeding. It's the same thing. You're feeding your baby. Your body is, you know, feeding your baby. And your body is that's the a sexual 7-11. thing for you. Like, fuck you. Yeah, that's because of grapes of wrath, Judy. That's. That's because yeah. the cheap grapes are out. <laughs> that ruined it for everyone. Yeah. All right, folks, let me know what you think. Check out check out the the yearbook photos online. They're kind of funny. I mean, it's ridiculous. Um and uh and I'm sorry for the kids who felt body shamed and who just didn't get good yearbook photos. That sucks. Um all right. Thank you so much for joining me. I would love for the people of Fake the Nation to know exactly where to go to be able to find you and all the wonderful stuff you do. Judy Gold, where do they find you? Hi, uh, my name's Judy Gold. Uh, I'm on uh, Twitter and Instagram. I haven't done the TikTok yet. I mean, I have a TikTok account, but I haven't done anything. At Judy Gold, J-E-W-D-Y, G-O-L-D, because I'm Jewish. (laughs) And uh, JudyGold.com. JudyGold.com, regular, J-U-D-Y-G-O-L-D.com, has all my dates and, you know, uh, and I uh, I have a book out called Yes, I Can Say That When They Come For The Comedians, We're All In Trouble. I have a podcast called Kill Me Now with Judy Gold, and I'll be performing in Provincetown, Massachusetts all summer long. Amazing. You should go see her. She's so fun to watch. It is incredible. Thank you. Uh, Paula Poundstone, where do people find you? Well, I have a podcast. Do you know why I have a podcast? Because I'm a human being. (laughs) And that's why I have a podcast. Uh, I have a podcast. It's called Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone. And you can find it uh, where you get your podcasts. Or you can go to paulapoundstone.com. You can find my dates. And that's P-A-U-L-A. Um, Paulapoundstone.com. Uh, and, uh, you know, you can find my dates and funny videos that I thought were funny when I made them. And, and the podcast is also right there. And, uh, yeah, like that. And this has been so much fun, Nagin. Oh, so fun. Oh, my God. Thank you guys so much for doing this show. Folks, a big thank you to our producer, Julia Linden, sound engineer, Stephanie Aguilar, and all the wonderful people at HeadGum. The theme music is written by Gabby Alter. As always, rate and view the show on Apple Podcasts. Email us at fakethenation at headgum.com with whatever you want to say. Join the Patreon for bonus content and so much more at patreon.com slash Farsad. And we will be back in your earballs next week. That was a headgum podcast. <laughs>